Ladies and gentlemen, welcome or welcome back to the JKWD podcast where we have a great one for you today. But first, hey, Kelvin, what's going on, man? How are you? <laughs> I'm awesome, young man. I am. It's a beautiful day. I'm feeling great. Uh, we just had an incredible conversation. And, you know, as they say, all is right with the world. How about you? I am wonderful. Um, I, I did get some energy out of that conversation. I know you did too. Our guest is Michelle Quay. She is a coach living in LA. She said she specializes in uh, particularly female entrepreneurs, uh, getting women out of their comfort zones. And we, man, we get into a lot. We get into I think Evolve was one of her big ones, and Be Brave was the other one. But Michelle presents us with a challenge, uh, presents us personally, but also you as listeners with us as surrogates. But, you know, that means that we have to do it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, We are brought to you today by Vitamin K Daily. Get yourself four weeks free, vitaminkdaily.com. Get your daily dose of positive from the Prince of Positive himself, Kevin P. Ringgold Sr. Wake up every day. Find out how awesome your day is going to be Monday through Friday. Get yourself four weeks free. After that, just $24.95 a year. Get it before the price goes up. I'm going to keep saying it because that was my challenge to you this year. We'll see if uh, (laughs) if it sticks. There you go. Uh, but if, if it's not for you, just, just cancel before your four weeks are up. I think it's going to be for you. If you do cancel, you won't get charged anything. VitaminKDaily.com. That's VitaminKDaily.com. We're going to play some music. And on the other side of that, you'll hear our conversation with Michelle Quay. She is. Hey, Josh. Hi, Kelvin. Hi. How are you? you? Good morning. Thanks for uh, being flexible and changing the time. Oh, you're welcome. We we enjoy each other's company anyway. So. Oh, cool. Where are you guys located? Uh, Kelvin is outside of Syracuse, New York. I'm in Savannah, Georgia. Oh, it's two different locations. Very different. I'm in California. Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Last word. Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah, so you I, are... I grew up. I grew up in New York. Actually, I was. Uh, I I went to school in Queens. Got my pharmacy degree in Queens. Um, went to St. John's, and then I moved out here in California with family. Wow. Yeah. There you go. That's a big move. So California, like New York, is newly opened. How, are Are you enjoying new freedoms or? <laughs> I don't. I like personally, I'm still afraid. Okay. <laughs> we can probably talk about fear because <laughs> uh, I every time I go into public and and seeing a lot a large crowd, it it always um, makes me hesitate, even though I'm fully fa- vaccinated. But I kind of see it as um, like getting your flu shot. It doesn't guarantee that you won't get it. It just means right. that you know you're less likely to get mm-hmm. it or the symptoms would be less severe. So I always hesitate to a large crowd. I always had hesitated to, you know, with large crowds anyway. uh, before COVID. <laughs> Are you introvert? Yeah. Yeah, yeah me very, too. Very much so. And, um, you know, I've, I've been working from home since 2012 anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that there was not much change there. <laughs> yeah, same, same here. Well, you know, so one of the things I started um, when I first got into coaching was 
I was struggling looking for places to work in in person. So mm-hmm. I couldn't find a place to do uh, consultations and also meeting meeting clients in one on one. So I decided, you know, I'm so good with social media. Why not just bring the whole entire business online and I can get to more people that way. And the more the merrier, right? So <laughs> I, right before the pandemic, I was already having that um, um visibility that I created online so it was just kind of like a piece of cake and things are just moving along for me so I'm like oh okay I can work from home now <laughs> awesome hey everybody's doing this now so so yeah people are used to it yeah hey, before we get too far into it then you know since you already mentioned you're a coach why don't you tell us a little bit about your mission and how you got involved in it and why it's your mission and and we can take it from there yeah, my mission is to help women entrepreneurs to shine. I, I know it sounds really simple and cheesy, but I truly believe that every single one of us have a talent and we have a purpose to bring into the world. So something that I'm super good at, you know, someone else cannot do. And and my job in on this planet, on this during this lifetime, is to help others to to uncover or discover that that talent, and that would be my cat key movie, my camera. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw the ears off to the corner a few minutes ago. It's like mm-hmm. right. That, that's his. Um, that's his. Uh, uh, ch- ch- chilling spot. Like I bought one of those uh, that you can put it onto the window, uh-huh. right underneath my camera. So it's like, be- wait a minute, it's in my way. <laughs> <laughs> So my mission is to help these women to really step out of their comfort zone and be confident and courageously talk about what is it that they're good at and what is it that they're serving the world. So I'm helping them to shine. Awesome. And how did you come about that as a mission? I I came about, um, so it became my mission and passion when I was struggling to find a place in the world. I, for the longest time, I was really confused and it feels like, it almost feels like I was dropped off by an aircraft or airplane or alien spaceship here on Earth. And somehow I'm supposed to be a human. I'm supposed to blend in. I'm supposed to belong somewhere. And for the longest time, and maybe you can relate to this because I'm also an introvert, is that a lot of time when I have conversation with people, it doesn't feel um, there's a connection I always feel that I'm an outsider. It doesn't feel like I belong here. And I was looking for that sense of belonging. And during that time, I had a lot of, I was going through a lot of uh, personal struggles, uh, lack of confidence. I did a lot of body shaming. Um, So along that journey, I discovered that there's something so beautiful that I I can do and no one else can. And that is my uniqueness. That is my power. That is my gift. And that is how I serve. And that is my purpose. That is my passion. So when I discovered that, it was like the, the biggest aha moment in my life. And I said, you know what? Yep. It sounds like this is why I am here. This is why the life was given to me. So let me let me help others. Finding theirs. Awesome. And how long have you been coaching now? Uh, this is my third year in the business, believe it or not. <laughs> okay. I'm fairly new. <laughs> Starting to feel lazy, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you need more coffee. I know I could use more coffee. (laughs) Tell us about uh, comfort zones and how you decided to step out of yours and how you help bring people out of theirs. Comfort zone is like a wall that we created for ourselves, by ourselves, with all these hidden beliefs that we need to act and say and behave in certain way in order to survive in the society. So comfort zone is something that is, you're staying with your safety, safety zone so that you don't have to push too hard, that you don't have to show up and just enough to be able to make money and have a job, have a roof over your head. So that is comfort zone to me. Um, how did I step over that comfort zone was when, when you create enough wall and when you feel um, super isolated and there's no one else that understands you and can connect with you and you keep getting these rejection or signals of 
hey, you're not good enough, or you're not smart enough, you're not tall enough, you're not enough. When you have enough of these enough, enoughness, then you start to question the bigger picture, the bigger purpose of life. Mm -hmm. And I found myself um, questioning, doing a lot of questioning. I asked a lot of why. Why does the accident only happen to me? Why did I have to go through what I have gone through? Why is it that I am different from others? Why do I look different? Why do people keep looking at me? What the hell are they looking at? When you start asking enough why, you start to really understand um, on a deeper level in terms of who you truly are. And when I start to getting to know myself, that was a, that was the time I realized, hey, maybe there is superpower within me. And maybe that whatever I have created behind the wall is not supposed to be there in the first place. Um, so I decided, okay, so I'm gonna climb over that wall or climb over that mountain that would, maybe I can see something different. And just that out of that curiosity, that was the whole reason what got me out of my comfort zone, just curiosity. And how do you encourage other people to get out of their comfort zones? Be curious. I think that's a big piece about um, change. If you have noticed or people have noticed that there's something that's not working out or something that keeps showing up, instead of just push it under the rug, start getting curious about why things happen the way it happened. And when you start questioning it, you start looking for answers. And you may not find the answers right away, but you know, life, I, I believe life is a journey, it's a path and the, it's a process and, and everything happened for a reason. So as you're getting more curious about what's going on in life and why does some pattern keep showing up, then you start to notice how you're behaving has a lot to do with how, what your outcome is or what your result will be. Um, so just be curious and understanding, you know, there, life is here to teach us a lesson. And, and typically, it's not what people think. It's not teaching you a bad lesson. It's teaching you a valuable lessons where you can learn, grow, and evolve. Okay, so you've said two things that I want to ask about. Um, one is uh, you got your pharmacy degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, we've talked to a lot of people. You know, We don't always... You know, we don't always have a guest on the podcast. A lot of times it's just the two of us, but uh, it, I think of, yeah, we probably had 50 guests maybe if I had to guess about one every five episodes or so. I think you're the first one who went from a pharmacy degree to something else. I, I'm, we've got a lot of people who, you know, maybe they were, you know, they were office workers or they were bankers and they decided to go do something else. And and that seems to be fairly common. How did, how did you get into pharmacy? And then why did you, that, it's a little, it's a little bit in a different direction. So I, I think what really, um, I, I want to put it in a way that it's more um, comprehensible <laughs> because it's okay. a big disconnection to uh, when I first started, when I when I first got into coaching, I thought, well, pharmacy has nothing to do with it. And I was struggling with the marketing, too, because, you know, coming off from pharmacy as a, a healthcare worker, I had no experience in marketing. I didn't have to go out there to look for clients. Mm-hmm. And so what really inspired me from going from pharmacy to coaching was that personal journey of I spent basically my whole entire life either living in a hospital or working inside a hospital. So hospital has always been in the backdrop of my life journey and my life story. I spent four years living in and out of the hospital just to rehab after my accident. And then following that, I wanted to be a doctor because that was something that my mom, my parents wanted me to do. They saw me and they noticed, you know, um, you're disabled. Basically, they're saying to me, you're disabled. You need to have a job that would sustain yourself, that you don't have to rely on anyone else. And what is the the most common and reasonable things for me to do is using my brain. I would, you know, luckily I was pretty good with schools and I had good grades. And so then the next step, the logical step is go on to university, get my college degree. And, you know, I'm really good with math. So 
why not just go into something that's related to medical? So for the longest time, I follow my parents' expectation and dreams that becoming a doctor or becoming uh, having having some skills that was the norm for me. So I decided, you know, it makes sense. I had a lot of science class. I decided that I was going to be a pharmacist because I didn't want to stay stand there. And can you imagine four feet four inches tall standing behind a a uh, operating table and the patient is up on the table and I have to use a ladder to climb. That makes no, no logical sense to me. So then, so then like the next thing, the closest thing to doctor would be a pharmacist. Huh, everybody goes to a pharmacist, right? So I work in uh, retail Walgreens. I worked for, I worked there for five years before I actually moved out here in California. So things were just logical and I was just okay. following everybody's steps. So what got me to coaching was something that I wanted to do for myself. It was that aha moment that woke me up and say, hey, you know, instead of following your parents' dream, why not following your own dreams? Do you want to live this way the, the whole entire life? The answer was no. So here I am. I'm a coach. So it was, a, so it was really breaking out of what your, what your parents had wanted for you. The, the, that's great. The other thing I wanted to ask about is when you talked about getting out of your comfort zone, you talked about climbing over the wall. Now, when I think about a wall, I think you, you can go over it, which is the, the metaphor you used. You can also go through it, you know, Kool-Aid man style, uh, or around it. Why did you choose over? I think over, over to me sounds more um, challenging. I'm, I'm the kind of person who is really looking for that, the way not just to go through it. That would be, that sounds so easy. There's some energy behind everything that we do. You know, the, mm -hmm. the energy that you bring into going through a wall, that's easy, right? You just knock on the wall, it'll create a little hole and you can just walk through it. Sounds so easy. Climbing to a, over a wall, it takes commitment. It takes determination. It takes dedication. And, and I think it's a perfect way to describe how our life is. It takes commitment, it takes dedication, it takes discipline in order for you to get to what you want. The, life is not supposed to be easy. Like people have, oh, I wish I can have easy life, but life is not supposed to be easy. Life is supposed to be hard. And so that it, it tests your courage, it tests your dedication, it tests whether or not you really mean what you want to get. So going around it is easy. Going through it is easy. And for me, I'm the kind of person who's more about feelers, about courage, about, about getting over. So I chose getting over it. Nobody's ever probably told you this, but you have a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you always been this energized woman that's before us today? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm very introverted. I'm very shy, actually. <laughs> and I always had this uh, feeling of, you know, I don't know if I'm saying it the right way. I don't know if I'm using the correct grammar. And I don't know if people is going to laugh at me and my accent. And sometimes I joke, I, I just have to bring humor into myself and say, mm -hmm. you know what? I speak with the chingler. So just deal with it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I speak with Chinglish. What do you want? <laughs> so uh, but before that, it was not like this. And, you know, I'm very shy, very quiet. I don't uh, want people to judge me. I don't want to be noticed. You don't want to be noticed. But yet you're uh, presumably uh, becoming, if not already, a world-renowned life coach right now. So you're, you're not going to be noticed at all. So how did you, how did you get past... Um, those feel, I don't know if you were talking about, you know, speaking Chinglish and, and I don't know, I'm, I'm assuming I, I, I've been wrong before that there were maybe perhaps some feelings of uh, inferiority there compared to other people. Um, as opposed, I have a, I have a very good friend who is uh, Chinese and we have talks all the time and I keep telling her how, 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 what a genius she is. She, she hates that. It's horrible. But anyway, how did you get past those feelings of um, maybe they don't like me because I'm Asian uh, or, or 
and get past that and then get on with life. Cause I'm assuming that your clientele is, is wide open. You don't, you're not picking and choosing. You're just, you're just talking to people. Yeah. How did, how did you get over those, those feelings? So those are the feeling of judgment. And, and I spent my whole entire life living with judgment, whether it's judging by others or judging by myself, there, there's that piece of judgment. And when it comes to judgment, we are all afraid of being judged. Yeah. We, we stand out there. We don't want to look different. We don't want to be questioned with, uh, by, uh, with our authority or being an expert in our area. So there's a lot of different judgment that we all have. And when it comes to judgment, it's not about other people. It's about what is it that we're judging ourselves. So right now, you know, I'm talking to you and you could say a lot of different things. And and that if I were to really hold on to that piece of judgment, Mm -hmm. I could perceive it as you're you're judging me or Mm -hmm. you're 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 a voice using some word because you don't want to feel offended to me. But But the the reality is everything about what you said has nothing to do with the way I am being. I am this perfect human being, beautiful, amazing, inspiring. That's who I am. So how you perceive me has nothing. It's irrelevant to me, the way I'm being. So all I have to do is show up, just just be myself. And each one of us can be ourselves with our value, with our character, with our, our, our beliefs of how we believe should be working and operate in this world. So we're not going around to, to offend people. No, we're actually bringing our own best version into the world to make this world a better place. So instead of feeling, feeling judged and feeling uh, offended, it, those aren't becoming informations. And when it, when one of the strategies I always teach uh, people to, to use when it comes to judgment is you, keep a judgment journal because we all constantly judge ourselves and others are judging us. So write it down and keep a judgment journal. What do you do with that judgment journal? What you do is you go back and look at what is it that you're judging. So say, for example, today I'm judging that my, my chinglish is really bad. My accent mm-hmm. is super bad. So I'm going to write it down and I'm going to go back to it. I'm going to look at it in two different ways. One way is more neutral and the other way is more of a, a positive. So more neutral way of looking at the same statement is, you know what? I'm, I'm Chinese. I speak two languages. Can you speak two languages? I bet you know. <laughs> so, so that would be something more uh, neutral and something more positive. Mm-hmm. And so it's just reframe how we're looking at things and know that all these judgments becomes information to really understand who we truly are. Awesome. Love that. I'm short. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, really, I really think the world can really use um, less of the judgment, more empathy, more mm-hmm. understanding. Um, giving, you know, looking around with what happened in 2020 and also leading into the new new uh, eras and new new generation, we can use a lot of empathy and understanding with each other. You know, after all, you know, let's take off the skin color, take off the uh, background. We're just human beings. And somewhere out in the universe that those ET, extraterrestrial, they're probably laughing at it. <laughs> Look at them. Probably <laughs> so. They're being silly. They're all human beings. Like, just deal with each other. What does a world with more empathy look like to you? More empathy, less judgment. What does that look like to you? It looks like a place where we can really amplify what we were meant to do on this earth. Um, The earth is going to be more green, more powerful, more equality, more diversity, and we can freely express what is it that, that's on our mind without worrying about, am I going to offend the other person? Am I going to um, be locked away because I say something? Um, there's no more that judgment. And people are just operating from being a heart-centered human being and that we understand that you you had a journey, you had sadness. I can understand, I can relate to you, what it means to be sad, to, to lost someone, to grieve. I also can relate to you about happiness. 
I can enjoy and embrace every piece about you, and I can see you in myself. That's that's empathy to me. Awesome. And how can do we work toward that? There's a there's a really powerful uh, tagline that um, that was the whole reason what caught my eyes when I first enrolled to the coaching program is they had a tagline it says uh, raising one consciousness one person at a time. So I think again. what raising consciousness one person at a time. Awesome. I think what makes it powerful is that it starts to emphasize on individual responsibilities. You and I sitting here, we have our own responsibility of helping others to raise their consciousness and their understanding by listening to the podcast, putting out the content, having conversation like this that would encourage people to think outside of, outside of their box. And when we all do that, our perspective change, our behavior change, our actions moving forward would change. And that's how we change the world. So you and I are change agents. Excellent. So how long, how, this is a dumb question. Did no question it is take dumb. you to get past that, to get past that self-judging stage to go, forget that I am who I am and, and this is what the world brought to me and this is what you get to do with it. How long did it take you to fully embrace that and to put your self-judgment behind you? 29 years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 29 years. <laughs> from, right. from, the day, from the day I had my accident mm-hmm. all the way till uh, when I started the company. Even, even after I started the company, you know, within the one, first, first year or two, I was still working on some of the uh, residues of that the ju- uh, self-judgment. Mm-hmm. So I would say a total of 29 years. Um, every, like I said, you know, everything happened for a reason. So every pieces of information become a lesson for me to learn, not about the other people. It's about me. Who am I in this world and how do I show up? You, you, you only look about 29 now. So I, you, must, actually... you, must, have done, you must have done a good job. <laughs> it, it's the, it's the Asian book. So, you know, that's something I'm really good at. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that a lot. I'm actually, I just turned 47 this year. Yeah. Good to be Asian. Well, there you go. Enjoy that. Looking like a teenager. (laughs) Look at you. (laughs) Yeah. And plus a workout. So definitely exercise regularly. Oh, well, there you go. So what what do you find most challenging about being a coach? I think the most challenging things would be to not, become a protege like someone else. <laughs> so I think, you know, when you look around, there's a lot of um, marketing strategy. And, and this is something I asked the other day, you know, what are some of the buzzwords that you hear that just really ticks you off? And, mm-hmm. and I have a whole list of these buzzwords and all of the coaches are talking about how to manifest, the law of attraction, the uh, how to pivot your business. There's a lot of these buzzwords. So the challenging thing is how do you stand out from all these coaching industry and what makes you different? What makes you unique? Why should a client trust you? Mm-hmm. And why should you be the person where I can go to in building that confidence? Like what is so different about you? If you're using the same word, same language, same same slogan, no one is going to notice you. So what mm-hmm. really makes you different is your personality, your uniqueness, the energy that you bring into your business and how you start the conversation with people. People buy and people like you for who you are. And and I truly believe that that is what I'm stand for mm-hmm. in coaching business. Um, and that's what makes me, makes me different. So the most challenging part is how do you stand out among all these different coaches? Wow. And how'd you do that? How do you do that? You bring yourself into your business. I'm sorry. <laughs> Authenticity. Authenticity is a is Authenticity. <laughs> you mean be the, be the real me? Oh my god. Scary, what? right? Get rid of this. Get, cut off my hair and look different. Well, <laughs> authenticity is big. It's 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 a conversation we have a lot, and 
you know, auth- authenticity is, is uh, I'm not sure that pe- I hear people talk about it all the time. Oh, well, you're not being really authentic. And I'm like, so what does it actually mean to you? What does authentic mean to you? Um, I'm sure you've had to come across that at some point. So how do you, you've got a client and they're worried about not being authentic. How do you, how do you help them out of that? So when it comes to not being authentic, a lot of time it has to do with who we believe we are and who, who are we trying to become? And, and when you think of who you're trying to become, a lot of time we dictate our behavior so that we can fit in, we can, we can please other people so that they perceive us as, oh, Michelle, you know, she's, so, she's always positive, she's always energetic. But in reality, what tr- Michelle truly is, Michelle is really uh, blunt. When she's happy, she's going to smile. When she's sad, she's going to cry. And when she's angry, she's going to curse. And, and do I, how, how can I be authentic in my business or being on a camera is to actually demonstrate and show that if I'm angry, you're going to hear me using swear words. <laughs> if I'm happy, I'm going to share a lot of happiness. I'm going to smile. I'm going to be telling jokes. I'm going to have that humor side of me bringing on. I have a dark sense of humor. And if oh, I'm really? sad, yeah, I do. We need to get some of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see some of that. <laughs> Just be careful on what you ask for. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite lines. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You always got to be careful what you ask. Um, so authenticity to me is just being who you are and you have nothing to hide. And authenticity often talk, uh, talk, talk about vulnerability. It, it goes hand to hand. You cannot have authenticity. At least in my opinion, you cannot have authenticity without having that vulnerability. Vulnerability to me, it means that, you know, there are some struggles that I'm going through on a daily basis. I say, for example, I don't know how to do the uh, streaming on, on video. I'm going to, I'm going to be really open about it. And you know what? I suck at, at technology. I'm going to be talking about it so that I can get more help. And, and vulnerability, it's not about, you know, sharing something that your dark, darkest secrets to the world and that everybody needs to know about. Vulnerability is really about admitting that you have emotions and these emotions are real. And when you bring out that emotions and people can see it, resonate with it, people can connect you to you better. And that is authenticity to me, being real. Are people getting the real you? Instead of this uh, superficial uh, uh, camouflage of, that you put on, a show that you put on, and deep down inside, that is not who you are. So if I go to, my, if people go to my Facebook, they want to see Michelle, not someone you know that 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 glamorous pictures or photo or well all the happy things that I I only share on social media. They want to see what I am struggling with. Hmm. Hmm. Do, do you, do Tell you, me more. Do, do you actually struggle? I do you don't struggle. seem like you struggle. I hear this 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 bigger than life person, and seeing you, you know, thinking about you struggling seems, oh, she can't, she can't possibly struggle, you know, which which I know is that's what we say. But um, you talked about your accident. I didn't. Um, uh, know too much about that are you i mean is it okay to talk about that a little bit if you can tell us what happened sure absolutely um so my accident happened when i was 11 years old i was coming off from school one day and um i got hit by a taxi that was driving just down the down the road and i didn't catch it um the next thing that i woke up was I i woke up in the hospital and as a result of that car accident, I walk with crutches. I'm, I'm four feet, four inches tall. My left leg is shorter than my right. And I always look funny. I walk funny. And for a long time, I had to wear these uh, metal brace um, mm-hmm. up until I was 16. So all my peers, my friends, they would turn and look at me. And they're probably thinking, oh, oh what's wrong with her? And I kid you not, I actually had... Um, a adult grown woman she was passing the walking down the street one day and mm-hmm. then she had to run across the across the street she tapped on my shoulder and she asked me looking into my eyes and she asked me what's wrong with you huh? and <laughs> yeah <coughs> 
So that's one example of what I was struggling. It's that self-confidence and, and that lack of self-esteem and seeing myself as someone who's normal. I never saw myself as someone who is normal. Normal to me means that, you know, you're probably uh, at least five feet tall, someone who's have a good body, if not like super hot bodies, and you are able to get on day and you get into relationship with no problem. Um, that seems to be the norm for me. And when I look into the mirror, I don't see that norm, that normal person. I saw someone who is disabled, someone who is always getting rejection in relationship, someone who is always being seen and being put at the corner. Um, no one, no one wants to want to come to me. Um, so for the longest time, that's what I was struggling. And and what I also struggled was that depression. I would wake up in the middle of the night. I would just cry for no reason at all. No freaking reason at all. I would just wake up in the middle of the night and I, I would cry. And what I have wished that I had done was I wish that there's somehow magically I can chop off my, my legs and install a new pair. Um, it sounds a little sci-fi now, but yeah, I wish I had chopped them off. <laughs> I would say now is probably the, the time you can do probably that. Probably get it done, yeah. If you really, if you really wanted to. <laughs> So that's what I wish I, I could have done. You know, if I have a different or new pair of legs, I would look completely different. My life would be completely different. I would be happier. I would be, you know, have it, have it all. That's what I was struggling with. And you wouldn't be you, right? Um, you know, Sam Kinison, the, you know, the late great comedian, and, and Roseanne Barr also were in car accidents uh, in their teen years. Uh, and and it yeah I know I, I don't know Kinison's story really but you know he you know clearly became a little over the edge and and you know Roseanne went to a you know went straight to a mental institution for a psychiatric hospital for nine months mm-hmm. and um, you know she became a much um, you know, she you know like, she she's a much different person than anybody else on the planet really uh, and probably you know as a result of the of uh, whatever happened in her brain you know after the car accident um, so i um, you're not alone and and i think now is the right time yeah and yeah they always say that you know the best time to plant a tree would be 20 years ago the next best time is right now and you know, we're at such a time in you know, in human history you know where you know everybody kind of like we've got a lost 15 months basically you know my daughter is two and a half years old half her life people have had half a face um, and my niece who I spent a lot of time with is almost six so she remembers the time before masks but um, has really learned a lot you know, like I mean that, you know, turning five and then, um, you know, going through kindergarten, you know, during COVID, you know, it was a strange time in her development, but it's been for people who thought they were complete human beings and, and done, uh, at the beginning of this, something's changed a lot over the last 15 months. And I think that if we weren't before ready to talk about how we change during times of isolation, how we, how we deal with struggle, mental health struggles, how we deal with physical health struggles, how the two combine you know, loneliness. You know, we had, we had Pete Bombachi from the um, Genwell project, which connects, which tries to get people out and together. Uh, you know, that's a Canadian project that's going to expand into the U S it's such a great time to talk about that. And, and it ties right into having more empathy, right? Is, you know, now we all see each other a little differently now than we used to. And the more we talk about the challenges, 
the more we can see we're more the same than than not, right? Uh, absolutely, I, I completely agree with you. And I think you know, as human, we have choices. And and you know, despite the fact that maybe maybe some of the listeners there they don't see that they have a choice right now. Maybe they lost their job, they lost their family, and lost something. You know, during the fifteen months of period. But you you get to choose. You can choose to focus on the loss, on the negative, on the on all the things that had happened to us. You can focus on the tragedy that all the all the past fifteen months that had happened. But you can also choose. To focus on what was the opportunity? What have you learned from this experience? Did you need to learn about using technology? Did you need to learn about connecting with people? Did you need to learn about um, maybe seeing more family, having more family time? What have you learned from this experience? And that is what life is really about. It's not about focusing on all the tragic event that had happened in life. It's about How do you learn and pick up all these information and turn it into something that's revolutional for yourself on your own personal journey? And I kind of see—I love the phrase、uh, "evolve" or the word "evolve" because I b- truly believe that you know Darwin's theory—you know, evolutions and and human are any type of organism—it's about evolving. It's about evolution. So. If you're unable, if you keep focusing on the negative, on the struggles, on the challenge, and without learning what you have learned from these challenges, then those challenges are meaningless. So, how do you put meaning in a more of a positive spin behind those struggles, behind those challenges? Is going to help to move forward, no matter you know what type of event coming up next. We are going to be more prepared. We're going to be able to have more wisdom in dealing with whatever the challenge is ahead. There's a challenge. There, there's a purpose behind those challenge. That was awesome. Not learning from your challenges made the challenges meaningless. I just had to write that down. Excuse me, I got a little chill right here on the shoulder. <laughs> That's perfect. Thank you very much. Oh, wow! That's good. All right, so see, there's that all that energy you're talking about. The sun started shining over here, and you're and you're all the way away. So right now, and、um, this is going to sound like a wrap up question, but it's not. It's just what's on my mind at the moment. If you had to give a single piece of advice to any person. That they could benefit from right this second. What do you feel is the most important piece of advice you could give them? I would say, be brave. Brave is a big word to me. <clears throat> Being brave it means that you know that no matter what is ahead of you. Whether it's fear, it's happiness, it's the life that you want, it's whatever that you have in mind, or maybe just pick up the key and go out to the grocery, or go into the crowd that we had talked about.、Mm-hmm. Just be brave and do that. You're going to get two outcomes. One is the result that you want, and the other one is the result that you never expected, and it could be something even better. But you you will only know. If you start taking action, and in order to take action, you have to be brave. So you know how there's a there's a phrase that goes,、um, in the world where you can be anything, most people encourage you to be kind.、Mm-hmm. I would encourage you to be brave. How do we get there? I take that. How do we get there?、Mm-hmm. Close your eye and jump. <laughs> 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 Just close your eye and jump. So, so a lot of times, you know, we have these fear. We cannot be brave because we have fear, and the fear is really coming from the beliefs that we have, the experience that we have, and the assumption that we have made from the past, and that's holding you back from being brave. So, what? How you can be brave is really don't think about it. 
too much, <laughs> just <laughs> assessing whether or not it's going to cost you a life or, or something that's going to cost you more money or something. Um, but don't think about it and just close your eyes and take a leap of faith. And that faith is really important because when you're talking about the faith, I'm not talking about the religious faith. You know, some people, it's, it is that, that religious faith. You know, it's, a, it's about Christ. It's about religion. But others, it's about trusting that in their knowing. You know that by closing your eye, the earth will always catch you. The ground is always going to catch you. So even if you fall, you are still going to land on something. So don't be afraid. Just close your eye and take a leap of faith and go out and take actions. You won't get any, any results unless you start taking actions. And how do you do that? You close your eyes and jump. <laughs> In that spirit, do you want to present our listeners with a with a challenge and and use us as a surrogate if it helps to you know put a you know put a face on you know because listeners are just kind of out there somewhere right um, so so you don't know exactly who you're talking to but but you know, use us as surrogates for listeners. Do you want to present a be brave challenge? So my be brave challenge. I actually have these. Uh, I hand out these uh, uh, courage cards. So <laughs> I hand out these courage cards, and they're okay. graphics. Uh, so every every now and then, I would hand people a courage card. So your courage card today is to let's see what challenge should I give to Josh and Kelvin today? I am going to challenge you to say one thing, one thing, one thank you to the person that's closest to you. I want you to go out there and give that person a hug, whether it's your spouse, your wife, or your, you know, your kid, go out and give that person a really real hug, like a hug, and tell that person, why you're th- thankful for them. Tell that person how much they mean for you and tell that person, what are you committed to do for them? Mm. That's your courage card. I think that's a great challenge. What you're committed to do for them. That's how we influence each other. See, I, I was doing really good with this challenge until you added that last part. <laughs> I'm all about commitment. You're not going to get away with the commitment. Wow. We, we all influence each other. You know, even our loved ones. So how you show up to them is going to dictate how they show up for others. Mm. So what is it that you can do for them? So that they see you, they hear you, they understand you, and that they can turn your power and to in- go out and influence others. So what can you do to commit to that? Interesting. Am I supposed to come up with an answer to that? No. <laughs> no, just, no. <laughs> you're, you're welcome to. Woo! No, sorry. <laughs> no, that's good. I like that's, that. an, that's an honor system challenge. <laughs> but... But given your recent commitments to yourself, Kelvin, and, and we've talked about this on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, I'm guessing if you feel like you haven't met this challenge, that it's going to affect something else uh, that you've committed to. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, it is, it, it is, a, I give hugs all the time, but uh, um, hmm. good. I like that. Okay. What what come up comes up for me is the word legacy. So Calvin, you have a legacy. Uh, just by giving them a hug, that's an imprint, right? But the commitment is about leaving a legacy. And that legacy could mean something that's actionable. It could mean that maybe it's a piece of paper. Legacy can come in a many different ways, but by committed to it, you commit to a legacy. Hmm. I was getting bigger all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we talk about something that we, we learned. We've, we've both been through a course called the master key, 
program. And, and one of the things that we discuss in there is our, is our uh, personal pivotal needs. And they're, you know, kind of the big ones. And, and one of mine is legacy. It's, you know, would you want to leave the world? Uh, so, so you're talking my language right now. And uh, you, I'm, I'm a bit of an older dad. I'm not like an old, old dad, but you know, my daughter was born when I was 42. So, you know, I know I have less time to leave, to leave my imprint on her. And what really got me was there's a book called strong fathers, strong daughters. And what the author explains is that every interaction with her, she wants me to be a hero. It doesn't matter if I've had two hours of sleep and I've had a crap day at work that's how I'm supposed to show up for her in order to imprint the way you're talking about. So yeah, that that's something I think about a lot. And I think that's a great challenge for, for all of us to, to think about how we're showing up for people in our lives and, and in the world. And, you know, it doesn't even have to be anybody we know. I mean, this could, you know, you have the opportunity to, you know, leave something of a legacy for the, for a person you run into on the street. You know, we, we talk about random act, acts of kindness all the time. And, you know, how often does that get paid forward? I, I bet more than we think. And that's creating a legacy, if even for that day. Yeah. People, people would be actually be surprised, like how many, how many short and brief interaction that you had with someone else that you kind of just remember is stuck to you. Maybe it's a, like, like you said, it's that random kindness that you came across. Someone gave you a smile. Someone say, oh, you know, gave you a thumbs up as you're, as you're hiking through the Inca Trail. And, and that created, that was their legacy for me because they created an imprint. No matter how short or brief it was, you remembered it, you know, years and years down the road. You remember that person turn around, give you a thumbs up, and that's what makes you uh, continue in going. So like if you were to look at the individual level, and I think this also ties back to the to the topic of the empathy, is that we we have our ability to impact others this very second. Like how I am showing up on this call, how I'm showing up on this interview, and how I'm bringing my energy to you, that you are going to walk away feeling energized, feeling inspired, feeling that, hey, I had a great conversation today. And that is my legacy. That is my legacy for just this one short 45 minutes of our time together. That is my legacy. So instead of thinking of legacy is um, something that's big and something that people can see, something that's measurable, every interaction, every moment that you have, you are leaving a legacy. And your daughter is not only going to remember you as a hero father, She's going to remember how kind, how generous, how, how openly sharing the emotion you have with her. She's going to remember all that. And not just, you know, my dad was working nine to five. She came, he came home, he was tired, but he still played with me. That's not the type of legacy that we're talking about. We're talking about the legacy, how she's going to remember you. I'm leaving a legacy today. <laughs> that was you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Uh, wow. I'm almost speechless. Am I speechless? Let me think. I can't possibly be speechless. You can't possibly be speechless. So you, you <laughs> but but you've taken a lot of pauses during this conversation. You you. I have taken a lot of pauses during this conversation. Um. Wow. Well, good. So all in all, right now, you've been coaching for three three years, you said, right? Yeah, three years. How do you feel your impact has been so far? Tremendous. 
tremendously. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not shy when it when it comes to this. You know, people say, "Oh, be humble." This is not the time to be humble, right? So, so if you truly believe that you are creating impact in people, then then say that. Be honest, right? That's that authenticity. So tremendous. <laughs> I I truly believe that you know not only. Am I teaching clients to how to how to be confident, how to be visible, how to really bring out their best and and shine?、Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also leaving a lot of、um, the silent impact. So people, all the people around me, they see my positivity, they see my energy, they they're attracted to who who I am being. So I may be sharing like something funny on my Facebook, and people will start laughing, and people start having a conversation. And that is my purpose. That is my goal. I want to bring and create a community where people can come together and and really express themselves freely without feeling that they're being judged. And I am that facilitator. And I I believe I truly believe I can confidently said that I'm doing a good job. <laughs> you did say that with confidence, and I and I appreciate that. Well, excellent. If、uh, I don't, I don't even know if I can ask this question, but、um, I'm sure you've done a lot of reading, you've done a lot of studying, you've done a lot of. Is there a person、um, alive or past who has had? I, I guess maybe I could ask who who would be the person who has had the greatest impact. On you, besides yourself, becoming the person that you are today. I would say Edgar Tolley, without a doubt. <laughs> Edgar Tolley, without a doubt, because his book, The Power of Now,、mm-hmm. was was introduced to me by someone else, a friend of mine, when I was really in that deep moment of feeling sorry for myself.、Mm-hmm. I was all in my head; my mind was busy, and so I got this book, and it was Edgar Tolley's book, The Power of Now. So I start reading it, and I loved it. I loved the fact how he talked about separating ourselves, our own identity, from the ego mind,、mm-hmm. which is the mind that's always constantly chatting with us, that that's creating a lot of fear, a lot of judgments. And once I was able to separate my my ego versus my true identity, I started to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I started to notice the changes that I was able to take and implement,、um, and start taking actions. So definitely, I got told. See, now I got to go back and finish reading that book. <laughs> I got. Yeah, you really、that. should. I mean, you made、I、me read it. <laughs> <laughs> I did, and honestly, I think the time that I was having the highest degree of success. Um, and the things that I was doing was a time when I was reading. I got about halfway through it, talking about the ego mind. That was a very powerful book, but I hadn't finished it. So, something else I get to complete. And then,、um, but thank you for that. That's very. That was very important、uh, to me. Thank you. We we read books at different stages for different reasons, and sometimes you know we read it halfway because it was meant to be that way. Now you're gonna go back, and you're probably gonna pick up and start reading it again. It's gonna give you a different feeling because you're bringing a different experience into reading the book. So for a lot of people, I would encourage them, even if the book that you have read it once already,、mm-hmm. go back to it because life gave you a different experience between the last time you read it till now. And now, when you go back to read it again, you're gonna have a different perspective, different way of seeing the book, and different understanding of what the book was talking about. So each time I go back and read the power now, it's like giving me a new way of thinking, a new perspective, because I'm bringing different experience into it. So you want to come back and do another podcast next week? <laughs> I, I was gonna say the same thing. I feel like I can talk to you guys for days. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we should definitely,、um, you know, in a in another few months when we have more more experiences behind us, come back and do this again. But in the meantime, is there anything you had hoped we'd talk about、uh, that we didn't get to? No, I'm I'm kind of the kind of person who enjoy having a good conversation, and I truly believe what needs to be said was already said, and and what's not being said. 
it just, you know, this is not the right time. So whatever it is, we'll just save it for the next conversation. Yeah, and that's why we don't, that's why we don't script these. We, we give ourselves a launching point and we just, we just talk. Uh, where do you hang out most online? Where can people find you? I hang out most on my Facebook. So people can go find me on Facebook. It's at Coach Michelle Quay. That's actually my personal page. So you're welcome to friend me, come to my community, and that's have a start. That's start a conversation. Awesome. And we'll have that linked up in the show notes and everything. And uh, you know, we'll link the website. I know that you get a new one under development, but uh, it'll it'll be ready for people when they if they hear this uh, later in the future. And we will let you know when this is up. Appreciate it. I had a great time with you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you. All right. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Show notes and more at jkwdpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. And we will see you next week. A Better Human Hood production.